In this conversation, Coach and I talked to my teammate and friend, Nick Tharp, who at one time held the 50 free record, but is still on the record board in the 200 medley relay and the 400 free relay. I might add that he accomplished all this by being a multi-sport athlete and only swimming three months a year. Enjoy the conversation. Coach, I got you. Yep. All right, Nick, you there? Yep, I'm here. Hey, Nick. Hey, Coach. How's it going? Oh, good. How are you? Not too bad. Can't complain. Good. Good deal. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been far too long. I'm I'm truly sorry about that. Well, there's nothing we can do about that. All right. So, got Nick Farf on with us. Um, Nick, you held the um, 50 freestyle record uh, for quite a while. I, I don't know how long you held it, but I'm pretty positive Briefly. both of those have. Yeah. Well, I'll, for a little while, you you're actually still up there in the 400 free relay, I believe. So. You were, uh, your name was raining all over that record board for a while. <laughs> uh, just timing and circumstance, I'm sure. But uh, the freestyle records, I was I was in town not too long after I graduated when I learned that uh, <laughs> after having uh, not been broken for, what was it, 20 years? Yeah. The, uh, 50 free, something like that. I can't remember who held it, if it was Ed or, or Brian. Um, but it was up there for so long, and when I finally broke it, I thought, you know, it'll last a while. But uh, just a few <laughs> years after I graduated, somebody came and sniped it. Yeah, my Hunter backstroke record just got broken uh, in this past sectional, too. <laughs> it right was on. up there for a while. Yeah, but uh, the t- the 200 IM the 200 IM record's still up there. It's I think it's pretty safe, although. Although Coach did say on one of his podcasts that he never had a good IMer, so <laughs> not going to ever forget that, are you? <laughs> I got it. I got it on audio. It's recorded now. So, <laughs> yeah. but um, well, Nick, I did the introduction. Why don't you just go ahead and tell us what you've kind of been doing since you graduated high school? I know that you went on and played baseball. Yeah, I uh, I, I went and talked to the swim coach at Rolla. Um, about getting on the team, walking on the team down there. And he said, no, nah, he didn't need any more sprinters, so he kind of turned me away. Whoa. Um, <laughs> it, it was funny, actually. Uh, my senior year of, at Rolla, we were doing a little intramural meet, and I guess he was running low on sprinters. And uh, he saw me and this other guy swim, and he, he had some of the teammates or some of the team members come and ask if we would swim our last year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would think you're never going to have too many of anything. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, so when he turned me away, I went over to the baseball team, and, and I, I was able to walk onto that team. But I didn't get much playing time. I redshirted the first year, and second year I got one collegiate at bat. Um, it was a fielder's choice. So nothing spectacular. I spent uh, many, many hours in the bullpen and warming pitchers up. Yeah, you were a catcher. Yeah, I know. You and I played. Um, man, we we're, we graduated together in 1999. But you and I played, um, you know, Babe Ruth baseball together. I mean, we played little league baseball, Babe Ruth baseball. We played high school baseball up until uh, I decided not to play anymore. But I mean, we were on that. Uh, I mean, we we're on a lot of all-star teams. We did a lot of traveling together. I was telling Coach that 
you know, our parents were, um, they'd always hang out as well during those uh, travel baseball games. Yeah, for sure. Listening to you guys talk about how awesome the parents are at, uh, and being a parent of a kid going around to different sporting events, yeah, it's, it's definitely eye-opening and gave me a new appreciation for it. <laughs> oh, man, isn't it, though? I mean, I mean, we don't even spend all day at the pool, but uh, I have a deeper respect for, for what my coaches and my parents went through. What <laughs> <laughs> um, you what did you major in in college? Uh, chemical engineering. Is that what you do now, then? Yeah, kind of. Um, I spent the first 12 years working at the Lake City Army Ammunition Plant. So while you were in the service or, or while you were running weapons, Lou, if you looked down on a head stamp and saw LC on it from about oh, yeah. 2000, 2003 to about 2015, I probably had something to do with it. That's awesome. And then since then, I've that. been working uh, control systems for Bear Crop Science. Uh, okay. Contractor. Well, a contractor at Bear, not for Bear itself, but uh, it's where I spend most of my time. All right. What do you do there? Um, chemical process control. Uh, way over my head. So I, <laughs> program control systems. Okay. I know you have some daughters, right? Yep. Two little girls. Got a nine-year-old and eleven-year-old. Wow. You were also neighbors. I mean, you lived right down the street from Coach Page, too, didn't you? Yep. Spent many, yeah. many hours in his backyard and basement <laughs> playing with Zach and Tammy. Yeah, Zach and I were pretty good buds when we were little. And you, but you didn't swim age group though, did you? Yeah, I swam um, age group for oh, a couple years, maybe, maybe two or three years, but then I got out of it. And then uh, coach and mom both talked me into going back out for the team my freshman year of high school. Yeah. No, we went sectional that year. And our, uh, me and you are immortalized on the uh, on the walls of Tell City High School in our Speedos kneeling down front row. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot that picture existed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chris Holland, he's a vice principal there. He's um, a really good friend of mine. We ran cross country together, but um, um, he sent me a picture of of it not too long ago. I'll look for it and send it to you if I can find it. But <laughs> I, I, I zoomed in. I zoomed in on my face, and I just looked like a little punk, you know. And I I posted it and I sent it to a few people. I was like, Hey, if you see this kid knocking on your door asking for your daughter, just punch him in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but anyway, <laughs> um, before we get into the questions, Coach, what kind of swimmer was Nick? He said that you and uh, his mom talked him into, into swimming again, so. <laughs> well, I, I don't remember per se exactly what, you know, what I said or anything like that, but, you know, we were always looking for, for swimmers and stuff. But, I, you know, I just appreciated Nick for the fact that, you know, he, he came back and, you know, and swam. Uh, but he was a he was a good all around athlete. I think Nick, you played football, didn't you? I played a little bit of everything. I played some football, yeah. ran some cross country. For some reason, I was thinking you were really a, a really good football player. And then, and of course, baseball. You know, he was just a three month a year swimmer in high school or whatever. But he was ta- obviously very talented. And uh, you know, I just appreciate. I always appreciated when we got athletes on the team and and. Uh, 
you know, swimming always had a, a connotation in, in Tell City, I guess because it was not something that went back 50, 60, 100 years or whatever. I think I told you one time I had a guy, uh, one, of the, one of the parents of uh, one of our girls, you know, was questioning me about, you know, how I could love this sport and everything like that because it was it was so gay. And <laughs> I just, you know. You know, when we got football players and track kids and and uh, baseball players and stuff like that, you know, it really meant something because most of the time they really appreciated the fact that we worked hard. I mean, and and to a man, every football player that I had swim told me that there were our workouts were the hardest workouts they ever had. You know, so I really appreciated the fact that they would come out. You know, and and. You know, it, it's so funny you talk about the Speedos and, and you even kind of laugh about it and everything. But, you know, when I was growing up in Columbus, I mean, we, we wore those Speedos all the time. I mean, yeah. it was like our underwear. I mean, we de- we never took the damn things off. And the same thing in high school and college. We were still wearing, you know, when I was in college, we were still wearing Speedos. And they were small. I mean, was, I was wearing like a, tw- a size 24 men's suit. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was it barely covered anything. And <laughs> but we all did, you know. I mean, everybody yeah. that swam did that. We didn't have the long, the long things and everything like that. And when we had swimming in uh, in junior high, because our believe it or not, Columbus High School what, won seven or eight state championships and never had a pool until like uh, 1990 or something like that. Uh, we swam at the junior high. Uh, you know, back then we wore speedos in the pool there, and and never ever thought anything about it, you know. So, but anyway, getting back to Nick, you know, I just just really appreciated the fact that number one, he was as good as he was and helped us a lot, and secondly, that you know he was just another one of the guys that was an athlete, and you know people open their eyes a little bit to to kids that do other things besides just the swimming, so it helped us. Well, I was nowhere near the caliber of the uh, other former swimmers you've had on this show. Frankly, I'm flattered to be invited on. Um, well, you're the epitome of what I was talking about when uh, I said, <clears throat> you know, you have to have the the really good swimmers and the year-round swimmers and stuff like that. But if you're going to be successful, you've got to have people like you come on the team. And you know, you may not have been the caliber of of, of some of them or whatever, but you were still a hell of a swimmer and you know held school record for a while. And and uh, I, you know, that's not everybody. That's for sure. Sure. You always complained about how ugly my stroke was. <laughs> I was and I was listening to the I was listening to the call of Bruce and he said something about uh making a derby winner out of a donkey and I, I felt like that's how you always <laughs> That's how you were always with me. Uh I don't re- I don't remember that at all. But uh... <laughs> I, I do. I remember I was always thought to myself, how can he swim so fast? <laughs> It wasn't pretty. I, uh, it wasn't pretty, man, but you, like, uh, you got in. I don't know how you did it. You just got in there and you muscled it out, man. It was impressive. <laughs> no, I, I really enjoyed swimming with you throughout the years. It was, it was a good time. It's unfortunate we didn't keep in contact more throughout the years, but you know, like you said earlier, that's why. But Nobody uh, can keep up with you going all over the globe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're already looking at our next set of orders and where that'll be. So um, I'll figure it out, and we'll move in another year. So I think my kids are getting pretty tired of it by now. And, uh, no, Coach mentioned the Speedos. Uh, 
I've been trying to get my son Max to to wear a speedo instead of jammers, but he won't do it. <laughs> yeah, but, but I re- I remember I was a chubby I was a chubby kid. I don't know if you remember that, Coach, but I was like a chubby ten year old. I didn't start losing weight until you know about my eighth grade year, and uh, man, I rocked those speedos like a champ all over the place. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't care. I we had, went on vacation to Tybee Island. I took uh, I had Gina. Uh, buy me a pair of American flag speedos, um, and I put them underneath my board shorts, and we went with another family. And I kept teasing them. I was like, man, we got to wear speedos on the beach, American flag speedos. And they were like, no, no, we are wearing no speedo, you know, and I had them underneath my board short. <laughs> I was waiting for them to ask me. I was like, Lou, where's that speedo? And finally they did, and I just, like, stood up, tore off my board shorts. You know, <laughs> people, people walking down the beach were like, yeah, like, yeah. USA, USA. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I keep threatening the girls that I'm going to start wearing speedos in the backyard pool. Uh-oh. <laughs> and they're probably going, no, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what would have been Tammy, I guarantee you. <laughs> but then I show them pictures of, uh, from high school meets and stuff wearing speedos, and they're like, well, that was back yeah. then. Don't do it anymore. <laughs> no, they got like uh, they got like speed suits now. I mean, uh, it's like a different material or something. And they're like three hundred dollars just for jammers too. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, all right, Nick, uh, I got some questions for you. Um, I know that you've probably heard it before. You probably already uh, prepped and ready to answer some of them, right? Yeah, I've heard them. I thought about it a little bit. All right, all right. So, uh, what did you enjoy most? about swimming um well like coach mentioned about everybody saying that the workouts were the hardest i always enjoyed that being thoroughly exhausted after a practice <laughs> just not being able to think about anything after that was was pretty great and just the workouts themselves being so could really do some meditation while you were grinding through those yards to focus and just work hard yeah i think beth and Beth said she just liked the way the water sounds and like I didn't think about that until I got in um after the we talked to her and I was like yeah you know that is kind of a soothing meditative sound (laughs) you know something about the way it fills your ears and just kind of isolates you yeah yeah I mean when you're and I know what you're saying just you're not thinking about much of anything and uh you're just grinding through those yards and after a day of long day of school, you know, going through all the AP classes, AP calc, AP chemistry, whatever, you know, you know, you got a big test the next day. It allows you that time just to not think about anything. (laughs) I like that answer. So what traits that you gained from growing up in a small town like Tell City, because I know still live in the Midwest. So what trait did you uh, gain from growing up in a small town like Tell City that you think has benefited you the most in your adult life? I think just staying grounded, uh, living in a small town, being focused on what was really important, you know, school, work, relationships, that kind of stuff. It's it's good to have that background coming into not a huge city, but a larger city and seeing all the hustle and bustle and drama and keeping the background in the back of your mind. What's really important? What do I need to expend my energy on? That kind of stuff. Yeah, where do you live now? Oh, I didn't ask that question. 
A little suburb outside of Kansas City. Oh, man, are you a Kansas City fan? Uh, I try to be. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes they make it pretty hard. We were in Kansas City a lot, swim meets and stuff like that. Do your daughters swim? Well, I I tried to get them to. One of my daughters, my oldest daughter, tried it out. I got the impression she was doing it more for me than herself, though. (laughs) (laughs) I asked her if she would get back in the water and try another team if I found uh, uh, a different team, and she said, no, not really, but she would go swim, lap swim with me. So maybe I'll take that as a good compromise. All right, third question. If you could go back in time to, you know, your 16 to 18-year-old self, what's the one piece of advice you'd give yourself? Um, honestly, probably start investing. <laughs> first first paycheck. Just jump on that train. It's all the life advice you think about, what would you tell your younger self? It, uh, it might change where you ended up, and I, I'm okay with where I ended up. That's pretty good. Pretty profound. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know about that. What do all investors say? Like, um, time is your greatest asset or something? I don't know. Yep. Uh, I'm with you. I, I haven't invested hardly anything at all. <laughs> what do you think about that, Coach? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that, that is. That's, you know, it's something when you get to be my age, you go, boy, I wish I, I, wish I had, you know. But everything I did went, was was through work. I mean, it worked out okay. So, but uh, yeah, that that would be <laughs> that would be great advice. In fact, I've given my my kids that advice, and I don't have to give them too much advice. They pretty they're doing pretty well <laughs> on their own, so I I stay out of it. Sure. Nick, last question, hardest one. What's your favorite Beatles song? <laughs> yeah. I've thought about this one quite a bit, and I guess Fab Four Friday didn't have as big of an effect on me as it did some <laughs> others. <laughs> Either I, you know, I was kind of indifferent to the to the Beatles. Um, I vaguely oh, remember them, but so, but but you know what? Uh, I'm going to punt the Beatles question, and what I'm going to say is, every time I hear 38 Special, for some reason, I'm back in the water um, with with Coach Scream singing. Hold on loosely. <laughs> yeah. Anytime the old, like an oldie station comes on, for some reason there's just a couple songs that'll really take me back. Not really even Beatles songs, but like 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 you said, Thirty Eight Special, or maybe like um, a Journey song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm making it up, but I seem to remember Coach having a Thirty Eight Special CD in the rotation. <laughs> yeah, I I had a couple of, of 38 special but Yeah, I, that's funny because I you know, I most of the time when I drive around here in town and stuff out going out to Tammy's and stuff I uh listen to sports radio and that type of thing like that, but when I drive Chris around, I always turn on the uh Beatle channel and then uh, I've got the 60s, 70s and 80s and the Beatles all on the same row or whatever and so we switch between all those those old old songs. I don't know. I don't know where I'd be if I hadn't listened to today's stuff. I don't know any of it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Of course, my grandsons, every time I I have that on, are, oh, God, Grandpa, get that off of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a struggle. Got to uh, culture them a little bit, Coach. That's what I'm trying to do. But <laughs> <there you are. laughs>
No, I was telling Nick, I was texting him before we uh, came on. I was like, man, I'm going to have to listen to some um, Pearl Jam and Stone Temple Pilots to get pumped up for this. So Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those were, uh, those were the late 90 bands, Kirsch or the 90s, I guess. Um, yeah i don't know what you're talking about lou i never stopped (laughs) (laughs) i still have it on every now and then um in between like kids bop on the radio (laughs) (laughs) yeah they don't make kids bop versions of uh the stuff we listen to I showed showed the girls some of the pictures that I had from high school. And uh, one of the pictures, I don't know if you remember this, Coach. I think it was a conference meet, and it might have been – I can't remember where. But um, I had tied for first, and I've got a picture of you and I think the Mount Vernon coach handing the first-place ribbon cut in half to the two of us. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the one of the stranger moments that I can remember. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd never heard of a tie happening, but sure enough, I have a picture of half a blue ribbon. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that I, we I think we even had that happen in a sectional or two, where we had to split the ribbon. Oh, that's wild! I didn't know that they did that. Yeah. Well, yeah. you you mentioned Mount Vernon, Nick. Um, Remember, uh, it was a conference. It was a conference meet, and we won the 200 free relay. I mean, it was me, you, I think, Brandon Ress, and Philip uh, Flamian, and we and we actually got second. But uh, Mount Vernon, who won the state that year in the 200 free relay, um, disqualified on. The, they jumped on the start, so we ended up uh, <laughs> we ended up getting first. I remember Brandon. Brandon Rath just being like the biggest jerk. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> any way you can get it. Yeah, any way you can get it. Like, he was like running the locker room, like screaming, like, <laughs> I was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> but, but I don't know. Do yeah, you, re- you remember that? I, I don't remember that particular moment. Um, yeah. I was trying to gotta, trying to think back to other things that I did remember, um, and one of the <laughs> one of the funnier stories that I can remember uh, interactions with Coach. And I, again, I wish I could remember where the meet was, but um, I just did whatever Coach told me. So when he told me I was swimming an event, I swam the event, and it turns out I swam <laughs> one too many individual events in a meet. And uh, <laughs> I don't even know what the limit was. I, I just did what I was told. So when they disqualified me, I was puzzled, and I went over to Coach, and he says, why didn't you tell me you were in too many? And I said, I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) And you just slumped over and shook your head. (laughs) Yeah, I've forgotten that, thank goodness. (laughs) That wouldn't have been one of my better moments. (laughs) You said swim. I went Sorry about that, buddy. (laughs) Sorry I did that to you. No, it's all right. I think it did pretty well, despite being DQ'd. (laughs) Well, I hope it wasn't the 500 I put you. (laughs) No, you didn't do that to me. You only hit the movie that much. (laughs) Okay. Oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah, we we 
every time I, I talk to anyone about swimming, all I can do is uh, see you standing on the, the side of the pool looking at your stopwatch, dropping it and shaking your head. <laughs> <laughs> there was no hiding how you felt about how the swim was going. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there wasn't. You got pretty passionate. That I did. Yeah. Probably, probably more than I should have, but I did it anyway. I enjoyed watching you guys. So. <laughs> no, man, the passion's good, right, Nick? I mean, that's that's what you like in a coach. Heck yeah. It's good to uh, have somebody who cares that much about how you're doing and what you're doing. I think yeah, if I were to gonna... go back and tell myself anything, I would go back to earlier in elementary school and, and probably tell myself to keep swimming and never stop. Well, there you go. That's be good advice. Just imagine how good you would have been. You probably actually would have been like a hell of a hundred freestyler had Coach been able to work on your stroke. He would have <laughs> needed about ten more years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I remember about you the most on your 50 is like you wouldn't breathe the whole 50. <laughs> <laughs> probably true. I did, yeah, no, it's exactly true. I remember you not breathing at least the first 25. <laughs> Coming out of the turn, and you'd be like, you'd breathe right out of the turn, but then you wouldn't breathe again. <laughs> <laughs> Coach mentioned having these uh, these multi-sport athletes coming back, and we Coach and I talked about it quite a bit. I mean, we're going to have Ryan Overhausen on here eventually at some point. I mean, he's a football uh, player that, that came out, and he was on that sectional team with us on, in 96. When I was coaching, I had a uh, baseball player come in. He's a pitcher, uh, Trent Benningfield. I don't know if you remember him at all, Coach. Um, yeah, I remember Trent. He's actually a teacher in Tulsa City now, elementary teacher. Mm-hmm. But, Isn't he the um, baseball coach now? Yeah, he's a baseball coach in Tulsa City. And, uh, man, he had a horrible stroke starting out. And <laughs> I, think, I think I think he actually ended up uh, getting in the top um, – with the top 16 at section, like he ended up getting the consoles, never ever swimming before in the under freestyle. And uh, he said that swimming really helped him strengthen his arm for the for the upcoming season. So I don't know if you ever felt like that, like that's what helped you, like if you just doing it to stay in shape for baseball season or. Oh, I'm certain but, that, um I think I had a weird way of throwing from behind the plate, so I'm I'm pretty certain that. Swimming helped keep my arms in good enough shape to prevent injury there. I, I remember, I don't know who you guys were talking to. The, she said uh, something about not having an injury until she made it to, to college. And uh, I think swimming was pretty huge uh, in helping prevent injury for me. No, for sure. Did you ever have an injury in college? <laughs> well, no, um, sitting in the bullpen, there wasn't too much opportunity for it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. No, it is a good all-around workout, though. I still enjoy getting in the water. I don't know if you ever get in anymore. No, there was a time where I uh, was trying to do some lap swimming before work in the mornings, but I never could keep a consistent schedule. And I'm, I'm thinking about trying it out again now that uh, my oldest daughter showed some interest in it. Consistency is the hardest part. I mean, once you, if you can get the consistency down, it's it's gravy after that, you know. 
Now, I had a I have a lot of high praise for a lot of uh, teachers and coaches, but I had a, a rotating cast of all the other ones. I only ever had one swim coach, um, and I don't really count uh, my time swimming under Paula because she scared me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, she scared me too. <laughs> um, but I mean, anytime anyone ever says coach, I mean, you're the first person I think of. And even growing up in your backyard, you were, God bless you, you're always keeping me in line. Um, I mean, my parents taught me all the right things, but when they weren't around, I, I might have gone off the rails a little bit. And I, I always remember that uh, you were, you were pretty good at getting me back on track. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, in fact, if, I think the first one in your family that I met was your sister. I think she babysat maybe. Does that sound right? Uh, could have been, yeah. Well, she been old enough to to babysit Tammy or whatever. I'm not yeah, sure how that worked um, out, but but you know, and I got you know, and I got to know your mom a little bit and everything. But I, tell, I swear, I don't think I ever met a man in my life that worked more than your dad did. If he wasn't yeah. at work, <laughs> if he wasn't at work, he was working at, at your at your house on something. I you know, but uh, they were sweet yeah, people. He's still the same way. Yeah, I bet. Of course, I never wanted to disappoint anyone, but um, uh, aside from disappointing my parents, you were the, you were the next one I never wanted to disappoint because, I don't know, I just uh, always respected you and, and really enjoyed being around you and your family and being in the water with you. It was just really I appreciate that. Impact. Same with us. Like I said, I always appreciated the fact that you, uh, you know, that you came out and, and did what you did for us. You guys talked about, got, you know people avoiding morning practices, but I'm, I don't know. I don't remember complaining about it too much. It just seemed like something that, you know, that's what we were supposed to do. Yeah. Oh, we just, I, I hated morning practice. I mean, you know, when I swam, but, you know, that was just, you know, from the time I was 13 or 14, that's just what we did. And, and you know, all the way until I was, was through with college. I mean, we, we laughed last week with Bruce and everything because, you know, Coach had to call us a lot to get because <laughs> we wouldn't just show up on you know, on our own. But uh, yeah, you know it, it's uh, it, it's always a battle, especially in in uh, in high school. You know when uh, and then especially when you come into a place like Tell City, which has never had swimming, and you start talking about swimming at five thirty in the morning and stuff like that, and people are like, "Are you nuts?" But uh, right. but you guys didn't. No, I, you know. And when you won sectionals and things like that, I think, you know, you realize that that that, that made a difference. So, you know, once we started doing that, I think it made made it a little easier. Um, <laughs> so when I was in, gosh, when you go through confirmation, I can't remember. Um, I'm Catholic. And so my to, to, to my mom, um, confirmation was, was a huge deal. It wasn't so much to me. Like, I, I could live without it. And, uh, and so I had confirmation, uh, meeting or whatever. And, and, uh, it was right during age group practice. Cause I think you go through comfort. Well, no, you go, I think I got it backwards because I think confirmations when high school, anyway, anyways, I know I was in age group practice. Let's just start there. The age group practice, I had to go to religion at St. Paul and it's so close. Like I always walked. And so I head out the door with my stuff, and I go to swim practice instead. So my mom thinks I'm at 
My mom thinks I'm not religion. Oh, I'm no. actually a swim practice. <laughs> and, and my dad comes to swim practice or comes to the pool, and uh, I see him coming in. I'm like, ah, oh, crap, I'm busted. And then he talks to the coach and gets me out of the pool, and he's like, I don't really care whether you're, you want to go to religion or not, but you're going to do it for your mother. And I was like, <laughs> you know. I look back and I think, what other kid would get in trouble for skipping religion and going to practice? You know, like what other kid does that? What other what other kid would skip religion and go to practice? <laughs> that's, that's a better question. <laughs> but I'm like you, Nick. Like I really just enjoyed the work. You know, I could have I could have done honestly without the meets and the competition, but the work is what I really enjoyed. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I like the competition too. I, I I still I can still watching my daughter. I could still feel what she was feeling when she would step up on the block. You know, have that nervous energy right before they called take your mark. Yeah. I even see her yawning the same way that I did. I've got a video of her standing <laughs> by the block waiting to step on the block and yawning and doing her little swimmer <laughs> shake. Yeah, I feel it. Still feel it. <laughs> did uh. Did coach ever try to get you pumped up in any way, like before a race? Do you ever? You now you always go talk to coach before a race. Do you ever? You remember anything he ever said to you? Um, he was pretty talented at motivating, even the slowest of us. <laughs> he would. Uh, I remember he would always find one thing to work on or one thing to improve on. If he knew, especially if he knew that we were going to get trounced in the water or something, he would find something for us to be positive about. And that was always appreciated too. He was just always positive. And I don't know, you didn't even let us get down, coach. Whenever we had a bad one, you you didn't you didn't dwell on it. Um you didn't harangue us. You just just reminded us what we needed to work on and and <laughs> maybe reminded us that we would have done better if we'd have done what you told us to, but um <laughs> otherwise it was all it was always positive. I did. I tried I I I know I I could get on you guys and everything, but I you know, I don't know if I got it from Doc, and I probably got it from some of the coaches at Tell City. You know, you just always, you know, you want to leave it positive. You can be, you can be negative, negative, and then the last thing you say is something positive, so that they, when you walk away, you know, you're thinking something positive, not not being down on yourself. I couldn't stand, you know, I mean, I couldn't stand the crying, and of course that didn't happen in high school much, but you know, with little kids and everything, I just, you know, I think that was the thing that when I finally got out and. Uh, retired. That was the thing I was the happiest to get away from. I just didn't like the crying when when a kid wouldn't do what they thought they should do or whatever. And most of the time they did just fine and everything was great as far as I was concerned. But they were upset because they didn't do something they thought they should do or whatever, or didn't get a place or whatever. But you probably remember if you were around any of those kids that were would cry after the race. I'd always get on them and I was one of those kids. I don't want to you crying. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was one of those kids. I remember. I remember. Well, I'm sure I, I told you about it, didn't I? Oh yeah. Like like Nick said, I I came over. I'm crying. And you like slumped your shoulder. You're like, oh, for goodness sakes, Lou, what are you crying about? <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's only because I couldn't say what I wanted to say. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. That's right. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> and, and Jimmy Christmas and Dag on it. Um, Dag. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> no, I came in, I, like I said, I, I came back to swimming as a freshman and, you know, having not been in the water for several years, obviously I was swimming over in lane six. And I just remember that um, even when you're handing out workouts, it was very matter of fact. And yeah, it wasn't the same drills that everyone else was running, but um, you had this way you talked to us and delivered it to us. It was just, you know, it's just as important for you. And um, this is what you're going to improve on whenever you do this. If you do it this way, you'll improve this thing, and you always uh, manage to keep us focused. Well, I, I, like I told you, I, the three month of the year swimmer was just as important as the the you know full time swimmer. If, if we were going to win any championships or uh, do well as a team, it was going to have to be that way because you couldn't get by with just six or seven kids. You get, you know, in swimming, you've got to have some depth, and of course, you were more than just depth, but. Um, you know, the, the the other kids that were, you know, that were three months a year swimmers. I just always wanted them to feel they were just as important. I'm sure I'm sure a lot didn't. I mean, I heard people say, you know, oh, you don't even like the kids in lane six. All you like the kids in one, two, and three, and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that, that just never was true. Well, my freshman year, you gave uh, team awards, and you gave me most improved swimmer that year. And I suspected that you only gave that to me to make sure I came back next year. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. Uh, yeah, I had my suspicions. But then I think you gave me the you gave me the same award, the most improved my my senior year, I believe, and I think that's just because you had more awards than you had swimmers. No, this, your senior year, you got most uh, valuable swimmer, Nick. Um, did I? Yeah, yeah, not yeah. most improved. Yeah, you, you got, got most valuable junior year. Then I got it twice. I've got two of them sitting over there. Yeah. Now I'm pretty positive you got most valuable swimmer. Um, okay. your senior year, because uh, I didn't get it, and it was just me and you. <laughs> like, there weren't very many swimmers <laughs> on the team that came back that our, for our senior year. We had a lot of swimmers our junior year, a lot of boys swimmers our junior year. Like, everyone came out. Everyone and their sister came out, and then they just, no one came back to out their senior year. They figured out how hard it was, I guess. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so. You you talked about uh, Gina throwing out all your trophies, and I just I, I did the same <laughs> to, to mine uh, not too long ago. I, I pulled that box out of the basement, and I was going through it and really coming to terms with what I needed to keep in the house and what I needed to get rid of. And I just remember seeing those two in there. I didn't look at the year. Yeah. Well, you know what's kind of something that I thought was really cool is Max, my my second oldest. He was fourth grade last year, and they 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 uh, went to Tell City last year while I was deployed. And one of the teachers there <laughs> handed out old trophies. So my <laughs> for like doing something good, you know. So like all these people, we'd always ask people for trophies. And so like Max comes home with his trophy. It's like all metal. It's like from 1972. It's like a a track like he's got a track runner on top he's like i want a trophy and i'm like all right <laughs> it's a good way to repurpose trophies i i don't know if any you got any your kids teachers are collecting trophies but uh i mean he was so excited to win this obscure <laughs> 1970 whatever ihs junior high track trophy but yeah i tossed out mine too man gotta make room for for the important stuff um, Coach, you you must have been pretty busy back then because I don't remember you having an assistant. 
And Nick mentions that his freshman year he's in lane six. And I I know that it was just us boys, so it was that was the last year that it was just um girl season and boy season. But I know we had a lot of boys and you didn't have one assistant. So um Well I always had Tim, but what uh uh Upala wasn't there? I don't remember Paula being in there. Was she there, Nick? Do you remember her? Uh, I don't recall. Yeah, I don't think she was. Huh. Kristen would have still been in school, wasn't she? Yeah, Kristen was. She was uh So Paula would have still she coached until Kristen graduated. Gosh, I was was Kristen wasn't as old as you, was she? Yeah, we graduated yeah, with Kristen. Kristen was too. in our class. Oh, she graduated in your class? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, well, Paula coached until uh, Kristen graduated. I do not remember that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure. Maybe, maybe not, but, I mean, obviously with guys, I wasn't too worried about it, but I always wanted to have a female. You know, a couple of years there, Chris actually, she didn't know anything about swimming, but she helped me out, and she learned a little bit, but, uh, you know, so that I had a female with me all the yeah. time. I mean, I thought I thought I had a, uh, an assistant every year, but I may not have. I don't know. I didn't the first couple of years I, when I started out, but I thought I would have thought as long as Kristen was still swimming that Paula would have been there. I think she did age group, but I don't that remember. That was my recollection there. as well, age group swimming. Yeah. yeah, I remember Nick. Yeah, she was <laughs> – I was afraid of her for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she was good. I'll tell you what, she she was a godsend for me. Oh well, I just I was just afraid of her because she didn't take any crap, you know. Like you weren't <laughs> no, getting away with any. You weren't getting away with yeah. anything. <laughs> no, you're right. She's probably exactly what I needed, you know. Somebody set me straight in the pool. I told you one time, like uh, I told her that my stomach hurt, and she said, "Oh, you just have gas." get going <laughs> and one time like i remember a kid i can't remember who he was he was in the lane with me but <laughs> he didn't bring his goggles and there were no spare goggles and she was like you don't need goggles to swim get in the water <laughs> and like he gets done with practice and his eyes are just <laughs> like bloodshot and i was just like i'll never forget my goggles ever <laughs> Yeah, you poor guys. Uh, we didn't even have goggles when I swam. <laughs> and we'd be and we'd be swimming laps and stuff like that, and the guys would be walking along, pouring in soda ash and stuff like that into the pool right next to us. Uh, we didn't know I what a goggle it. was. I believe it. Well, I took that picture of uh, that book I got, uh, that Doc Councilman book I, I sent to you. And yeah. Mark, Mark Spitz is on the front cover, no goggles. And oh, uh, that wasn't me. <laughs> I no thought joke. I thought you had gotten a picture of me on that front of that book. Ah, oh, tagged on it. Spitz, huh? Yeah, it was Spitz. Oh, well. No goggles. <laughs> yeah, see, there weren't goggles back in those days. Now I'll see kids at swim meets when I go to Max's meet, and they'll lose their goggles, and at least it's done. They can't, they can't go, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they just automatically stop. <laughs> Coach, you got anything else you want to add? I mean, we've been on here for a little while. No, I, I think we've covered everything from my standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird to to stand at the top of the alley, Coach, and look down there and know that that's not you in that house anymore. 
<laughs> yeah. I would I wish we could have stayed, believe me. <laughs> I'd give anything to still be there, but just didn't work out. I also liked hanging out in your basement too because you had air conditioning and we didn't for a long time. So. Is that right? <laughs> I want to echo what Coach said. Like, I remember your dad being probably the hardest working guy I ever met. He was always working. But uh, he just had the biggest forearm. I just remember your dad having the biggest <laughs> forearm I'd ever seen in my life. So Is he retired now? Uh, not quite. And his forearms are still huge. <laughs> Anyways, if you see him, um, tell him I said hi. Definitely. Yeah, tell him I said it too. We do. Well, Nick, uh, thanks for coming on with us. It was, it was good talking to you, good catching up, man. I mean, you have my number, so feel free to text me if you're ever out here on business in San Diego somewhere. Right on. Definitely. All right. And if we're passing through, uh, if we're passing through Missouri, I'll uh, I'll be sure to hit you up. Yeah, give me a shout. No, this was great. I really appreciate it, Louie. Yeah. It was great talking to you, Nick. Yep. Really enjoyed it. Yep, like I said. You got to take care. Long. Take good care of your family. <laughs> will do. Uh, we will. And uh, All right. get some more contact information from you guys, and uh, maybe I'll hit you up with some random family photos. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Thanks, brother. All right. Thank you. All right. See you All guys. Bye, Coach. All right. Bye.